and welcome to the new Conspiracist. I'm Jolly and Rubenstein, and behind me, or beside me, in fact, behind me, already, <laughs> already giving a hint away to what we're doing this week, is the biggest conspiracy theory of them all, James Ball. He's not even real. We've made him up just for the show. So introduce yourself, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> no, his name is really James Ball. That is the truth. And how are you, James? Sir, the actor playing me is fine, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a very convincing job at playing yourself. Sir, I've, I've, that's the first time I've ever heard that. I've uh, usually been told it's lacklustre. <laughs> anyway, Joel, who's our guest this week? Well, I'm pretty excited about this. He is an award-winning comedian and writer uh, called Larry Dean. Absolutely smashed it at Edinburgh this year. Larry's been nominated a total of three times for the Edinburgh Comedy Awards. No big deal. And his latest being, obviously, this year's show, Fud Nuts. Uh, look, he's been crowned the Scottish Comedian of the Year, starred on shows like Mock the week and live at the Apollo. Basically, he's a bloody funny guy. Well, it's good that we've got one of them on. <laughs> Jolly's just looking quite sad and, you know, struggling <laughs> not to cry. Uh, so, Jolly and through the tears, what are we discussing this week with Larry? Well, it's funny you should ask that, James, because this week we're asking the question, is there a gay agenda? I know, we're asking in Australian, apparently. <laughs> Remember, you can listen to ad-free episodes and access all of our bonus content by heading to www.newconspiracist.com right now. And do send us your emails on hello at newconspiracist.com. We want to hear your takes, your conspiracies, your thoughts, feelings, and everything and anything in between. Let's get into the show. So, Larry, welcome to The New Conspiracist. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, pal. How are you? Have you recovered from your, your stint at the Fringe? No. <laughs> Let, me <laughs> be Let me be completely honest. No. I went on holiday straight after. I went to New York and then... Uh, but that's not a relaxing holiday. I was about to say, that's probably like the least relaxing place you could ever go. I know. I think I was just kind of trying to chase the boys, man. And then uh, I ended up... Uh, well, basically going out there partying for a bit, and now I feel worse. <laughs> I feel worse after I did after the friends. So I was looking at another holiday. So basically after this, I'm going to phone my agent and be like, hey, can I go on holiday again? I'm please? off. Yeah, but not I mean, that I'm finding it stressful, by the way. This is, this is fun, right? <laughs> so, uh, Larry, you know, this is a podcast, obviously, about conspiracy theories. And not necessarily that you believed in one, but what was the first time that you sort of came into contact with conspiracy theories? Like, what was your kind of entry-level one? Uh, I think probably, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in Glasgow taxis, so I probably, was, <laughs> I probably still think a conspiracy theory is real until, uh, until you know, someone actually says it back to me. I'm like, oh, actually, no, that doesn't make sense. But, like, the, <laughs> the main one I'd say, and I think probably a lot of people my age are probably the same. Actually, probably not even just my age, everybody, was 9-11, was yeah. the because that it's was around about the same time that YouTube was getting big, and then that those all those videos started coming out. This is one of my favourite ones because he was not taking no for an answer. Conspiracy theories, I do always give the time of day to right because I don't think I think it'd be stupid for us to know absolutely everything about everything. So there'll always be a slither <laughs> of truth somewhere. 
But um, this taxi driver once said to me about, it was a really nice day and he was like, oh, it's not been raining because there's been no planes overhead because he believed in the... <laughs> and he believed that, you know, the... What do you call it? The, the trails, the... Uh, chemtrails. 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 Well, they're, they're actually called contrails, but... If you think they've got chemicals in chemtrails, yeah. Don't worry about James. This is sort of fascinating <laughs> digression that you can expect throughout the podcast. If there's no, a no, problem no, with your good. grammar or, or deviation, <laughs> love <laughs> you too, darling. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's, it's keep it's making sure that I know. Uh, but the he believed in chemtrails, and then I said to him, I was like, "So you think those create clouds?" And he went, yeah, obviously, he said, well, look at us, right? We've got loads of planes ahead in Britain, and it rains all the time. And he says, and look at places like Africa, and it doesn't have that many planes when it's always sunny. And I was like, I don't think he even understands of maybe there might be a reason why there's not as many planes in Africa. But yeah. I mean... I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. There are a few planes overhead, generally less rain. Not sure he it's quite understands when but... you say Africa. There are countries like Ethiopia that get an awful lot of rain. Like yeah. Not really seeing necessarily the nuance of it. So, James, what are we going to be actually talking about today? So, today's topic, the big question, is there a gay agenda? Dum, dum, dum. Larry, have you ever been accused of being part of a gay agenda? And, you know, against what, for what? Well, you know, I've actually, I've handed in my resignation and now I can be honest, there is a gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the truth is out. <laughs> um, I've never been accused of, like, the gay agenda because obviously that's, like, converting. They think that you're, like, trying to convert people into doing it. But now I'm actually thinking maybe that's an insult. Maybe I'm putting people off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like, actually... More so when I was at The Guardian, but I, I have absolutely been accused of like running nefarious gay agendas. But what I quite love with this sort of conspiracy is like it's the, largely the Christian right that push it. And good God, they think the gays are organised. Oh, they think they've got like, a serious they, master they, plan. They have not been in a gathering of four or more gays. Like, <laughs> they've not been in a gay Honestly, club. logistics are not usually, uh, you know, the community's strongest point. <laughs> but so, yeah, gay agenda, term coined by the religious right. It was popularised by right-wing evangelical Christians in the 90s. The Spring of Life Ministries in California, quite a gay church name in my opinion, totally. produced a series of videos from 1992. The first was called The Gay Agenda, Tens of Thousands Sold. It was followed by The Gay Agenda in Public Education, The Gay Agenda Return of the Jedi. No, sorry, The Gay Agenda, <laughs> <laughs> The March on Washington. Would and... Ewoks be in that one? Because I think <laughs> they could be they're quite gay, gay yeah. aren't they? And Stonewall, 25 Years of Deception. Wow. So, you know, there's movies. You know, just getting to the core of this, among other things, people think that the LGBTQ community are trying to recruit children into becoming gay or bi or lesbian, that we have a plan to dismantle family and marriage as cornerstones of civilization. We want to control and force the entertainment industry or the courts to do our bidding. Bastards. Um, there's often also a satanic level. Sometimes, like, the being gay is intended as a sort of gateway. Gateway. A, a gateway drug. Into sort of, you know, the whole homosexuality thing. You know, they sort of think we've been ensnared and are recruiting. So, yeah, that's that's sort of where we are with this. I mean, do we find this credible? 
I've never experienced gays being particularly organised. Like we're always. I don't know, late. guys. I just want to say, as the only straight person here, I'm definitely feeling a bit more gay uh, <laughs> just listening to it. And I think I'm feeling about five percent more gay. Like, is this is is that the way it works? Is this a? Are you trying to convert me during this podcast? Is that what's is that what's happening? To be honest, mate. Yeah, this has all been set up just just for you. Yeah, because uh, I am quite. I am. I've, a lot of people say I'm quite effeminate. I think I've got. You know, I've got a lot of gay yeah, friends. I've connected to people. So what I'm just wondering is like, how how exactly are you going to sort of make the kids gay? <laughs> so I mean, one of one of the sort of perks of. I mean, look, you know, the new conspiracist uh, wants to be an accountable, transparent, and high integrity show. <laughs> We do have to admit this is not a hundred percent heterosexual podcast. We can't, we can't be honest about it. Uh, we, we need to talk you know, about it. I, I need to disclose. It's you know, true. It's true. I, I am. I am not a heterosexual. Yeah. And while I'm not going to say anything about individual members of the production team, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I do have to disclose that I don't believe our production crew to be a hundred percent straight. Hang on a second. This is the most meta episode of the New yeah, Experience yeah, of all is... time. Is behind the curtain the, is behind the curtain of the podcast is this podcast trying to make the world gay <laughs> it is isn't it all part we, of a cunning we, plan Lis- <laughs> listeners you've been tricked <laughs> listeners this if, is this is me coming out on your behalf you're all gay now and if, if anyone is actually listening to this podcast and just feeling a bit more gay then, then please do email us at, <laughs> hello, yeah. at newconspiracist.com to tell us <laughs> in what ways you felt more gay yep. just listening to what was happening the, the email is now hello <laughs> newconspiracist.com <laughs> And that would have been homophobic if Jolyon did it. But he can do it because he is actually gay. Now, Larry, um, what do you think the sort of best way to convert children into being gay is? How <laughs> 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 can anyone answer that without sounding creepy? Oh, my God. Uh, well, to be honest, uh, TikTok. Um, not the... Um, <laughs> I, isn't that gay and supporting the Chinese it's Communist It's the Chinese Party? that are behind it. Exactly, mate. That's what it fucking is, man. It's the Chinese. that They, they, they want us all to be gay. Unbelievable. Famously pro-LGBT rights China. Well, they are very famous about how much they love the gays in China, aren't they? It's one way of lowering the population. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know what is mental is? I went to this... Um, uh, there was a there was a demonstration that was organised uh, to basically go to the Royal Courts of Justice to um, protest against the detention flights being sent to Rwanda. And at that protest, I met a lot of fascists who were there to 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 uh, to obviously say um, this is a great idea. Let's keep going. And one of the things they said to me was that I said, "Why are you here?" And they said, "Well, uh, it's to do with the fall of the West." And I said, okay, well, what does the fall of the West mean? And you know, drag queens in libraries. And I was like, what the fuck? How is this connected? But this is kind of all part of it, right? Is the fear that a lot of these people have that these things are all connected, right? And this is what what we see in the, in the, in the research. Well, I mean, you know, let's, let's show this to you, Larry. It's... Uh... I grew up sort of constantly seeing straight couples on television, straight couples in storybooks, straight couples in like basically everything. My parents, I'm pretty sure, were a straight couple. Um, <laughs> like, it didn't turn me straight. Like, if if the idea is that like Drag Queen Story Hour is so like powerful that it'll turn kids gay like super quickly, does that like make gay some kind of super strength drug? Like, you know... <laughs> the new like meth 
Gay this, is the new man. This is the thing I always find though is like, so if I'm on stage and because uh, there's that thing of no one's ever actually accused me of being part of the gay agenda, but at the same time, you do get the thing of some gigs I'll do that uh, there'll be all like loads of straight people talking about their relationship. But if I talk about my relationship if for five minutes out of say 30, then I've talked about nothing apart from the gay thing because people wow. are just zoned in on it. But then this is a weird thing though. I I used to like think that, you know, all gays just was it called every gay man just wants to fucking like turn everyone or whatever. Like but that was before I came out as gay. That was my defense <laughs> mechanism. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I generally think with like the only times I've I've seen like obviously you know when you see those people in America <laughs> An American TV. They're like, oh, I, I, uh, I used to be a, a gay prostitute. Now I've just discovered <laughs> Jesus again. Oh, Those mate. ones I'm always looking at, right? Those people that say they used to be gay and now they've like discovered God again. I'm always looking at them, thinking. They never look as if they ever were fabulous. No, <laughs> they were never fabulous. So I always think they're making up the gay thing. I genuinely always think they're making up the gay thing. Well, do you make, know what? It's, it's, it's quite shocking. So when I was filming in America for, for, for the Revolutionary Televised, I was playing a character, so I wasn't actually being me, but I went to meet some people who did conversion therapy. And then two years later, the guy that we had interviewed came out as gay. Right, the yeah. actual guy oh, yeah. Yeah. who was doing the conversion therapy, who was telling me how important it was. And he was like upset, you know, like, you know those people who like, they're too into something. Yeah. Like they lose it. But this is quite normal, well, right? Well, I've got like kind of a theory on this and I think it's sort of, interesting in that most straight men don't have to struggle to not be gay well like yeah i'd say that's <laughs> like you know praising companies but like you know i i could i could remember sort of like when i was a teenager in fact it was shortly before i came out but i'd like come to terms with my being gay i had a fairly homophobic mate well, like one of your best mates? Yeah, and his uh -huh. girlfriend had uh, made him like hang out with a gay man over the weekend and he hadn't like beaten him. He literally was like, and I didn't kick, kick the shit out of him and he seemed oh, all right. Grew up working class, darling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he went, I'm just really worried that this means I'm gay. And like, you wow. know, I really don't. And he really didn't want to be gay. I was like, do you want to fuck a guy? Yeah. He went, no. I went, do you want to suck a cop? No. Do you want to get fucked by a gay? He went, fuck no. I went, yeah, I don't think you need to worry about being gay. <laughs> and it's like, you know, those are like, if you're gay, one or all of those things tends to be an appealing concept. And but, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, most straight men just aren't into it. No, but also, just, just like it, most gay men aren't but, into women. But, but, I, but, like, for some men, who are like super religious usually or super yeah. conservative. And you know, you always end up seeing these preachers who then are, you know, giving blowjobs in a service service station toilet. <laughs> um, they think that everyone has to struggle to not be gay. Yeah. And they think that the other people are sort of virtuously like resisting, resisting it. Yeah. Uh, whereas like their issue is like you're gay, dude, but someone, like, basically fucked up your head when you were a kid and 100%. told you you couldn't be. So, like, I wonder if that's why you get these people who sort of push this idea of an agenda, because they're, like, fighting against it themselves? Yeah, I mean, could be. I mean, but even though, like, they, this is how warped, though, some people's brains get fucked by, like, the religion stuff, is 
Do you remember that don't say gay like bill that went through in Florida a few Oh my months god, ago? yeah. I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. So I I put a video on, I did a couple of jokes on it and stuff, saying about like how like it's just odd of like they I think the age was nine that they said that you can like you, you have to be over the age of nine before you hear about you know, gay people existing. Oh my and god. And um, then and I said about how if I was a, when I was a kid I got converted to being gay when I was eight because I got bitten by a gay. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> oh my then, days. The thing I found was like there's actually people in the comments that were clearly on the LGBT community who were anti that, uh, anti what I was saying. They were saying about how the don't say gay bill is a good thing because it was in order to not teach kids about sex. And it's like, uh, but oh it's actually God. a lot to do with like, when they say sex, you remember how, you know, like uh, they would, when they used to not say transgender they would say transsexual yeah so it was actually so basically but they've just lumped that in there so you're not allowed to, so kids under nine are not in a, a florida are not allowed to know about transgender people either so it's just a really it's a really kind of like uh it's you know when you know when politicians put through a bill and that kind of like we'll just word it in a way that makes it seem as if we're doing a good thing but it's fucking well, awful it's it's also it's a slightly insane thing where like if you say you know and do your mommy and daddy live at home to a six-year-old? Is that talking about sex because, you know, that's referring yeah. to a heterosexual couple? Because, yeah. you know, if the kid then sort of goes, no, I've got two daddies at home, is the teacher then supposed to go, and no one can ask any questions about it? <laughs> <laughs> under the law, that's actually what it is. Oh, or, my God, is it? You know, if a kid asks their teacher, are you married? Which, like, young kids do. Of course. The person could go, yes, and now I can say no further information about it yeah, if it's yeah. the same-sex partner. Like, Just all the insane. lights turn off in the classroom and then you just hear the, <laughs> the screams from hell yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and then you just go on with your day. Yeah, anything bad that usually gets... I remember watching a video, I remember when Obama took over and everyone said that he was like... Loads of conspiracy theories said that he was the devil. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then the... Uh, or that Michelle you... Obama was secretly a man. Yeah, I that, heard that, that thing one. and Obama was gay. Yeah, 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 it's one of the weirder ones. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. We need to do that. Oh, mate, to, to be honest as well, I was like, that made me more of an Obama supporter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what a brilliant same-sex yeah. couple yeah. generating these children. So, who knows how? Yes. First gay president. That'd be first, a good first gay president. Well, first openly gay president. I, you know, I'm not not going to controversial. Not going to erase Abraham Lincoln. Do you think he was the most gay president? Then is that what you're saying? Uh, he well, he did sort of share a bed with another dude for a couple of years, like really? out west. Yeah. Wow. And like people go, oh, that was typical of the time. But other people go, yeah, it wasn't that typical. Strong hat game as well, like yeah. a strong and, and quite iconic <laughs> fashion sense. Yeah. Distinctive facial hair. Exactly. He it's, had a strong look. It's uh, quite fierce. He wasn't quite. <laughs> he wasn't quite as hot. Like young Abe Lincoln wasn't quite as hot as either young uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Hot. Or young Stalin. Problematic but hot. Uh, I bet Nixon was a bit conflicted. <laughs> oh God. And he had a lot of conflict in him. Like that's for sure. I'm sure you, he was like. How do you how do you know this? Have you got like some like Da Vinci code? I've like, got some. Da, like, yeah, I don't uh, like to talk about it, but I've got some Da Vinci code gay stuff. Well, going well on. we've got. I mean, <laughs> there's kind of amazing historical gay. So, like, have you have you heard of the King James Bible? Yeah. No. 
Well, it's the it's, uh, it's the like Bible. the sort of definitive one, uh, and Wait. it was um, sort of King James the first of England, sixth of Scotland. Things that you do when you have a Scottish guest on, just in case they're prickly about these things. <laughs> yeah. um, but he sort of came in. He was like basically a bit of a hedonist and a bit of a shit king, but he wanted to just sort of prop up his reputation with the church a bit, etc. And so he had an English edition of the Bible made. And we still use it. Like it's still one of the most common Bibles in the UK, and it does get used around the world. But he was like totally homo, uh, and like elevated his lovers to court, and like no way. basically had a bedroom for his like current favourites that would have a secret passage out of it and a secret passage out of his room to like a little shagging den. There's so that many things like that you know, I could have punned, you know, secret passage, you know, there's lots of propping <laughs> up, you know, he, had to, he came down on them very yeah. quickly. But, you know. but yeah, no, and he basically sort of kept having younger lovers would sort of get bored with them and move on to another one or like court politics. Wow. Uh, people would move against him. But like people basically like set up their sons with him because it was a good like route to elevation. It's fucking wild, isn't it? Do you know it, what I, I find? I just find it even mad that people were gay before lube was invented. <laughs> 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 well, there was always there was always butter and olive oil, oh, right? There was always things going on. <laughs> but look, I, I just love the idea of some like quite you know naive milkmaid going. God, the king does love to eat butter at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even brought up any bread. <laughs> oh my days! The thing, do you know what I find so mad is that one, why are people so scared? Of homosexuality. That's what I find fascinating is why Christians are so scared of it. And also that if you look any looking into the historical record, you know, be it like ancient Greece or even genuinely yeah. types of dolphins, right? I mean, why is it like that people 80, are so fucking terrified? There's like 80 animals I'll say that do it, but I think it's oh, there 80 a weird that they've shown. Yeah, oh yeah. There's like a weird toxic masculinity. So what's the most thing? gay animal then? I think I mean, probably people. No, no, no. Forget people. <laughs> dolphins <laughs> love it. Dolph penguins. <laughs> Everyone knows penguins are super I didn't gay. know penguins So gay are penguins really gay. are like adopt eggs. Oh my like God, that's kids. awesome. It's really cute. But I think there's, it's this masculinity thing and all men must be alpha and rugged and yeah. type stuff like we talked about on last week's yeah. sort of pod. And so, you know, I think it's a thing of because the parents of most gay men are straight men. Right. And straight men don't like the idea of having sex with a man. Or having a gay and kid. So, and so think that their kids having sex with a man would be bad for their kid in some way. Yeah. But, like, you know, people get nuts about this. So there's Joseph Nicolosi, uh, who's a founder of the National Association for the Research and Therapy of Homosexuality. Wow. Who, who sort of said it's a result of childhood trauma but he he sort of repeatedly says he's like mantras fathers if you don't hug your sons some other man will fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell that is wild oh man this is a weird thing right i know my fucking my laughter is like is laughing at someone else's fucking haters and that but it's like sometimes you, you kind of got to appreciate how you know what the we don't, like, obviously there's homophobia and stuff in the UK, but honestly, everything's bigger and bigger in America. Kids, yeah. like, some of that kind of stuff. It's like how people actually can base a career around teaching people yeah. about how one other type of people is fucking wrong. I mean, yeah. I've, I've got to say, I quite like the idea of just getting 
T-shirts printed with fathers if you don't hug your son. So I don't <laughs> really know. But like, there's also, I'm glad that he stops at hug. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the extension of his logic there is fucking bleak. Totally. So one of the weird gay agenda things, like for me though, is there's this sort of odd thing where like one of the advantages of sort of being gay is that straight people make new gays. Like we we don't need to. Straight people sort out the production Making of new more gays. gays. You know, like all the time straight people produce children and yeah. some of those children will be gay. We you know, it's this beautiful self-sustaining system. You know, the gays may be organised evolution or something, yeah. but, like, we don't have to recruit, you know, no. sort of straight people sort out making new things for us. Do you us. know what's an interesting thing? We don't Just need as a, an agenda. As a, as a sort yeah, of... basically, we've got, sla- we've got them as slaves. They're fucking... We've got, straight, <laughs> we've got straight people doing the hard stuff for us, and uh, no no pun there, hey. uh, but got, what's it called? So we've many straight- puns. Yeah, exactly. I knew, I knew you were ready to just, jump on it. I was just seeing this. Over here. <laughs> Hang on. You have not, on I'm it. only 5% gay so far. Maybe 10%. When we get to 50% gay, maybe then I'll jump on it. We'll see. But before then, it's not allowed. Hey, this well, that's fine. You're 5% out. gay, but 95% of you works for us now. So. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a fucking malware that you've like, got into my code. It's, it's also, <laughs> I sort of, let me, let me find this great one. This is from Focus on the Family, which is sort of the... This is wild. If you're a connoisseur of sort of mad US religious groups, Focus on the Family is like, you know... They're, they're your gourmet buffet. Yeah, give like, them some context because like, this yeah. is mad if you they're, don't know this about is, it. They're sort of the big, sort of, they make mil- billions, sort of billions in money over the years. They sort of support political candidates. You used to really need their backing to be a Republican candidate. But um, they've got a sort of description. Their founder described the goals of the gay agenda. These goals include universal acceptance of the gay lifestyle, discrediting of scriptures that condemn homosexuality, muzzling of the clergy and Christian media, granting of special privileges and rights in the law, overturning laws prohibiting paedophilia, indoctrinating children and future generations through public education, and securing all the legal benefits of marriage for any two or more people who claim to have homosexual tendencies. Wow. Well, and is the muzzling of clergy, is that before or after you go to the Bergheim? (laughs) (laughs) But what what I quite like there is like quite a lot of that probably is the gay agenda. Yeah. And then just in the middle, you've got pedos. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Basically, it was equality, equality, equality. Pedophilia, equality, equality. equality. It's a fucking bizarre obsession. But the thing is, I think, like, you know, the way how. If you're gay, you're probably going to just start being like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not gay, you're gay, right, to to other people. I'm like, these are all, like, church people, and they're saying that we are pedos, and it's a bit like, (laughs) a bit of projection going on there. I mean, also, like, the big sort of social campaign for, like, gay, bi and lesbian people has been same-sex marriage. Like, Mm. and you get this thing where sort of a load of these religious groups go... Gays want to undermine the family as the unit of society, and you know, destroy marriage. And it's like, God, no! Like, can you not tell? These are all pe- people who are going. We want to be as boring as you, straight yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. We, we want to get married. You know, we want to get married and argue in IKEA and sort of <laughs> work out our joint savings account. Like, 
you know, that's why it's... I'm against it. I do not want. <laughs> I do not want my mum and dad to put pressure on me to get married. I was. I'm against gay marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was also this thing where, like, you know, some of my family is quite religious, but my parents not super that way. You know, my dad sort of goes, "Well, you know, marriage is an option for you, and a, a lot of gay people have kids now. Oh, wow. You know, it's like cool. Can we not be a bit more outcasts <laughs> yeah. and like get the pressure off? Isn't there also just very recently there was an episode that went out of Peppa Pig where there was a gay family for the first time introduced as characters after years and years and a huge uproar about that because what is so interesting to me is the idea that people are so suggestible that if you put something in a TV show it will just completely convert you into those people and that's it. As you said before though it's like that weird thing of we've watched straight people for ages and we were like, oh God, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, talking after sex, pff, not for me. <laughs> Phoning them back. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Outrageous. Um, I know. And I think it's anything that's not the norm because I was even thinking this uh, the other day. I can't remember what I was looking at. I was in some like Wikipedia hole or whatever like that. I think it's because of the royal the funeral and then I was looking at all the previous prime ministers and then there was like things on what they did for LGBT uh, community stuff but then uh, because you have to do your research like I mean it might look like a lot of fun being gay but you have to like make sure you're educated I mean Um, the the homework God the paperwork God (laughs) exactly just just having something to chat about at the next meeting Um, (laughs) but then uh it's funny of like looking back to even before gay marriage and a lot of the people that were against gay marriage are totally like, tend to be just kind of like, okay, well, that's just now the thing now. They just get used to it really quickly. And I'm finding that with the, the TV show stuff of like gay characters are on TV and everyone's like, oh my God, there's this gay character in this show. There's never been a gay character before. And then two years in, people are just like, oh yeah, that character. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. them. Was it anything yeah. to do with them being gay? They were just really shit, you know what I mean? Tell you what's always funny though. It's always that thing because you know how it's so large and straight media of like, oh, this person's hot, this person's hot, or this is the sexiest scene. Yeah. When you actually ask a gay, a, a gay, when you ask a gay, <laughs> when you talk make, to a make gay, sure you approach them from the front. Uh, when you <laughs> plastic, ask, plastic gloves on, yeah. so they can't even yeah. you with gay. Ask a gay, when a, you new talk feature, to them. a new weekly feature. <laughs> Guys, I am feeling about 15% gay now, so it's going quite so, well. But when, when you ask a gay, when, when, when you ask one of the people that go to hell, uh, when, you ask, <laughs> uh, when you ask a gay person of what was like the first <laughs> moments they began to go, oh, hold on, why do I find that attractive? Like, you, you, because I remember watching, like, the early Desperate Housewives with that Andrew character or Cruel Intentions. And <laughs> oh, I yes! Really, I didn't even, like, I didn't really know what was happening, like, because I was before puberty. But I remember watching it going, hmm, why do I really want to keep watching this? <laughs> <laughs> but then neither of them are actually gay shows. And because uh, there's lots yeah. of straight people in them as well. And I didn't, I didn't end up watching them and thinking I'll do that instead. What I quite like is the things that people decide are gay. So like <laughs> Frozen is apparently like lesbian propaganda. I mean, wow. And it features precisely zero lesbian relationships. Yeah. Like, so... Kevin Swanson, a pastor and radio host, called the film Evil, Just Evil, said it indoctrinates young women to be lesbians. There is no lesbian relationship in it. There are two sisters. Uh, Like, fucking hell, dude. 
And just to, you know, big it up, convinces people that homosexuality and bestiality are acceptable in society. Again, I don't think... Who's fucking any animal? I don't think anyone fucks an animal in Frozen. Did they watch a different movie? There's a talking Did they watch some kind of weird porn version of Frozen (laughs) and, like, think that's the one that's being shown to kids? I'll tell you what, there are a lot of young parents I know who think Frozen are fucking evil after they've had to listen to those songs on repeat. About 40 times. 10 billion times. Let It Go is a banger. Let It Go go is a banger the first 60 times after (laughs) a child demands it after Sunday lunch and three bottles of wine. That's going out to my god goddaughter Matilda. You can do one. Uh, oh no, actually, she's, only, she's only six. Um, Telling a six-year-old to do one on yeah, her gay agenda. She's making me gay watching Frozen too much. There was a same-sex kiss, wasn't there? In the in the Buzz Lightyear sort of most recent one, the Lightyear yeah, film, and the Marvel movies, which was owned by Disney, are insanely annoying on this because they keep kind of going. This is going to be the first sort of proper gay moment, and then like in Avengers Endgame, you had. Yeah a cameo from one of the Russos of an unnamed character kind of talking about going on a date with a dude. Then they went, no, Loki's going to be the first sort of major type thing. And Loki sort of just goes, yeah, I've been with men as well as women. And then nothing else on it. it. And then they kind of went, oh, no, sort of Thor, Love and Thunder. And again, like one character talked about having dated a woman once. It's like... It's kind of almost a quota. If Disney is like run by... Like some secret gay agenda. Where's shit at it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very long long exposure that they're aiming for. I mean, by this time in 2030, we might actually have a, a like a full-on couple. Like un- until the Mandalorians like going to a sauna and getting Rogers on camera, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not be satisfied. That's why he took off his helmet. <laughs> so uh, but no, but seriously, apparently in the Lightyear film, this same sex kiss was only reinstated into the final version after the LBGTQ uh, employees and allies at Pixar had to send a joint statement condemning Disney's actions in removing it. So, I mean, because we know a lot of this as well, particularly with the film industry, is to do with China, right? Is to do with the fact that China has more cinemas than, than the US. It's a bigger market now. And they cut this stuff out as soon as they can, right? And so, so, Larry, I think what the question is here is, you know, why why are the gays so bad at getting control in China? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when are the gays taking China? I tend to only know about, like, if some places legal or illegal to be gay in because I have to do the gay travel agent search. Like, before you go somewhere <laughs> on holiday, most gay people will just go, am I legal in this country? Um, this and, is real. But China, I thought... It's not like supposed to be legal to be gay, but at the same time, it's just not right. All yeah. your rights Le- apart from legal, that are but discouraged. Yeah, and you've got no right to marriage or access. It's to discouraged. I love. I, I fucking love that. It's, <laughs> it's in like you're gonna bum someone, you're gonna get here a tut. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think that could be a turn-on for some people. Oh, my days. But, I mean, what are the, the, the worst places you could go on holiday would be Saudi Arabia. Yep, Iran. Right? Iran. Yep, to be fair, though, at least like with it. Saudi Arabia and Iran and stuff like that, you are going to have first dibs on. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is the thing. Like, Even in these countries where it's like wildly illegal, there's always... A, like thriving queer scene. Yeah. Like it, it sort of turns out that even when, you know, family disapproval and possible execution are on the cards, men will still want to bum. Yeah. 
And this straight people just shows how good gay sex actually is. We are <laughs> willing to much. risk our lives. <laughs> and if you write to free posts, 1-800 will give you a leaflet on the benefits of bumming. I am feeling, it, a, I'm it, feeling it a lot have, more gay. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot more gay. I'm not say, more interested for, in it. For men, actually, your cancer risk is decreased if your prostate is simulated once or twice a month or more. But hey, this isn't just a gay thing nowadays. <laughs> what okay, a chatterblain that is. Straight what a chatterblain. Guys get blame. pegged any time they want. Yeah. Hey, hey, dude, want to avoid cancer? <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wait, that's like three cancer references in four episodes. Can I, can I just say, don't you think there is an absolute causal link, right, to the undermining of religious authority in any of these countries and how intensely they campaign against gays? I mean, I mean, it's the same. It's, it's, it sort of feels causally linked. It does seem it? like lots of religions are used by straight men to like oppress gay men and women, doesn't right. it? Yeah, yeah. Homophobia tends to be linked with femininity because, as you said, of like you know, you got to be, you know, it's men going to go. No, you got to be more of a man, and then, uh, but most of the countries as well that have bad gay rights will also have bad women's rights. Yeah. Because yeah, none yeah, of yeah. the countries that you'd list off, I'm like, oh, well, that it'd be great to be a woman there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, Fantastic it's to be able a, to drive there's, a car. There's actually sort of some, some good stuff on whether or not, you know, letting in the, the sissy, weak, effeminate men that <laughs> make up the entirety of the gay male population causes trouble. And like, there's a sort of good little natural experiment with Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which was sort of in place um, in the US between 93 and 2011. And it was actually sort of a pro-LGBT policy when it came in, in that previously it was forbidden entirely to be gay in the army. Yeah. And, you know, if it was found out or they asked, you you know, you were out. So this let you be gay as long as you never said you were gay and never let anyone know in yeah. any other way. And in 2008, sort of the army was still really supporting the policy and wanting to keep it. And like a survey of active duty people in the army said 10% would quit if it was there. Wow. But then it actually got repealed against loads of warnings that, you know, troops would leave or it would ruin the army's effectiveness or, you know, people would back each other up. And it found it had absolutely, you know, an official review of it done by the military on the military found it had no overall negative impact on military readiness or any of its component That's dimensions. Th that's US military, right? Yeah. Also, I mean, if you look at how homophobic Russia is, I think I'm, I like the US Army would be missing a trick not to send some gays in there. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I remember watching that Stephen Fry documentary where he goes over to Russia and then he's chatting to, like, they, you know, like, they've got gay taxis. I haven't seen got, that. Because Russia's one of those ones, like we said, like China, of like, no, it's legal to be gay, but... But we discourage know, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, rec I wouldn't recommend it. Well, it's going to make your life a living hell. Gay propaganda um, there can get you locked up, which is a worse law than China. Hang on, what? What does that even mean? If you basically do any kind of pro LGBT, waving a rainbow flag, and you can go to jail. Oh, actually, this episode is sponsored by Travel Russia. <laughs> <laughs> they are having a hard time getting their message out. Of here. Let's be honest. When you were a kid in school, Larry, was it still like, would, would kids still cuss each other with, oh, you're gay? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was like that when I was growing up. But at the same time, it's like, 
since I'm actually not a paedophile as well. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's like I know this is going to be really. This is going to be. It's going to blow some fucking churchgoers' minds. Is that an exclusive? Um, is that an so, exclusive for us on the podcast? I mean, I mean, it's going to make quite a weird social clip when we just open and you going, "I'm not a paedophile." Yeah. It's going to be your version of "I'm not a witch." Larry Dean has announced he's not a pedo. Fantastic work. Amazing. In school, I don't know if it's any. I genuinely wouldn't know if it's any easier now to be gay in school as it was before because at the same time you're always like in school everybody always looks for something that's a bit different you know looks for the outcast but at the same time i know that my nephews are they're like fucking well like six let's just say around about that age they um all of them but there's kids in their school now that are like going with gender uh neutral pronouns yeah um yeah but i don't know if it's like the parent not wanting to put pressure on their kid to try and fit with a certain gender or whatever, yeah. or if it's the kid is specifically asked for that. But yeah. at the same time, it's so funny watching like people. It's funny at the same time, it's cute of people trying so hard to be <laughs> to, <laughs> to do that. Like having these kids try really hard to do it. It's fucking. It shows that it's a. Uh, it's something you have to learn because if like a kid is even trying to not say he or she is it's adorable it's very nice anyway we're running towards the end of time and we haven't mentioned nazis at all in this oh, podcast well, we've got oh, to mate. bring the nazis back so in. like one of the one of the conspiracies which sort of is a brilliant mix of sort of true but gratuitously offensive is basically that gay men controlled the Nazi party and orchestrated the Holocaust. I mean, they did look fabulous. It's right. got to be said, Nazis, very bad, but quite chic. Um, <laughs> there was a 1995 book entitled The Pink Swastika, Homosexuality in the Nazi Party that sort of claimed that Hitler purposefully sought out gay men for his inner circle, eh, uh, because of their, quote, unusual brutality. Jesus Christ. And so this is actually true, sort of. A lot of the senior Nazis uh, in the 30s were gay and, like, basically went on orgies together like, mm. and sort of really sort of went with this. But Hitler was quite worried that their sort of leader was a rival power base to him. And so, basically, when they were sort of all drunk and cavorting, they had them all arrested and summarily executed. No, he didn't. Yeah. Who was the leader of the gays then, then? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was something Do you like it's a fucking great idea I definitely it, want us to, we should definitely have our own fucking royal family in the I would love to the, the leader of the gays yeah, yeah. Uh, Ernst Rome Ernst Rome yes it was Ernst Rome and uh, yeah he was like the leader of the SS and like him and a whole bunch of officers were were killed oh um, so that's sort of the true bit but essentially this book went a little too far and kind of basically said the Nazi party was entirely controlled by militaristic male homosexuals throughout its short history. Jesus. This is a bit more of like we were discussing with Richard Herring last week about emasculating Hitler and the Nazis. Yeah. The book has been somewhat discredited by historians and scholars. And the big issue for them with this is that the Nazis arrested between 50 and 100,000 men for homosexual people for homosexuality and they were fairly routinely sent to concentration camps and God. died in their thousands. So, you know, the, yeah, Nazi, gonna... the Nazis were all gay and controlled by gays versus the Nazis tried to systemically murder gays. A little tricky. Uh, you know how they would get a pink... Is it a pink triangle? Yeah, on, the pink on triangle. Them? When the British were releasing 
all the people from the concentration camps, they found out who had the pink triangles and then they put them in German prisons yep. so they didn't actually get out of it. Yeah. No. But, then thinking, but maybe the reason why they put them in the prisons is because they were actually working for the Nazis. <laughs> 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 And, you know, before before you're up, moving swiftly on from the Nazis to gay WhatsApp groups, it has Seamless. to be said, you know, there is a sort of real slight kind of gay network because gays know each other. My, my people are gregarious and also fuck around. My people are gregarious. <laughs> um, and, like, you know, I sort of think of some of my kind of queer WhatsApp groups, which may or may not include other members of uh, the new conspiracist family. And, like, we have got the arts, like... Oh, yeah, you've got, you've got the arts on fucking lockdown. But also, like... If, <laughs> There's no doubt about that. You know, my, my day job is as a journalist. If I need a bit of gossip on what's going down in a particular newsroom, my first sort of WhatsApp will almost always be to one of the gays in that newsroom. Like, there is a sort of network, oh. isn't there? Yeah, and oh my God, the, uh, the best people I know to ask who is gay to check if, like, a celebrity or whatever is gay is journalists, not just because they're journalists and they need to know this stuff, but it's because the gay guy in their office is also a journalist. (laughs) (laughs) There's a good side and a bad side to us all kind of knowing each other and it's spreading through. Because, see, when you start going out with someone and you see who your mutual friends are on Instagram and you're like, oh, great. We've... We've gone through the same path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, it is, it is such a thing of that that kind of, ah, yes. Oh, good. Oh, you know X. Oh, you know what? Oh, cool. I will now try not to react to this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Oh, no, he's great. He's great. I, I, no, I really like him. I really like him. I just, well, how do you know him? What did you mean? It's a strange thing, though, isn't it? I mean, like, there's no doubt in the sort of popularised right-wing narrative that gays control the media. I mean that is that is part of the entire agenda, and these things are true and not true. Well, have we ever had an openly gay controller of a TV channel in the UK? Well, have we ever had an openly gay national newspaper editor? The thing is, I don't know whether the channel controllers that I know are gay. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if it's for me to break that. Like you're missing the point, though, mate. The straight people work for us. Well, 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 no, exactly. That's that's (laughs) that's how this all works. We're all all slaves to the gays. But the thing is, it is quite amazing. Bisexuals are part-time slave, (laughs) part-time. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they're working from home. Sometimes they're coming into the office. (laughs) They're just they're making their own hours. It is incredible, though. What I wanted to ask both of you, though, is like really ultimately, because obviously we've got to come to the conclusion of this soon and and say whether this theory is a full gazer, if it's a, it's a, it's a real conspiracy. But what I'm more interested in is where does this come from? Is it simply fear or is there something much more nuanced than that going it, on? It's a kind of fear, disgust thing of thinking gays want to have sex with people who don't want to have sex with them or right. like you know want to either force young people into it or like trick sort of straight people whereas like ah, you're gay. you know <laughs> there are there are predators in like every community and most of them are straight men yeah but like you know most gay people want to have sex with someone who wants to have sex with them and like the other thing that's sort of insane about this is it's a lot easier in gay world to find people to have sex with. Like, Definitely. It, it's not like there's a massive need to recruit because we get less, you know? <laughs> Larry, what do you think? I think definitely it's projection because yeah. the amount of people that, you know, preach about anti-gay stuff and then they'll blame them as well for being a paedophile 
and then it just tends to be that it turns out that they are they're gay or they're a paedophile. It just tends it's just so like yeah. people yeah. T- people tell themselves so quickly when it comes to like the the hatred of gays. Uh, because it doesn't. I mean, I think we've gone through enough things to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much evidence back behind that. Um, but yeah, apart from us controlling the media, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's obvious. kind of the money. So we've come yeah. to the, the we've come <laughs> to the final part of the podcast where we need to actually work out whether the idea that there is a gay agenda is a conspiracy theory or is a conspiracy is for real. So, Larry, I'm going to start with you. Is the gay agenda real? I don't think it is. If, if anyone wants to get converted, though, you, yeah, I'll tell you my Instagram handle. <laughs> yeah, dude, what's your Instagram if people want to convert to being gay? Uh, it's Larry Dean Comedy. <laughs> but if you, take, if you take away some of the letters and add other letters, it's called Album You. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, do you replace the, if you replace the handle entirely, if you read into it... Um, but yeah, oh uh, but this yeah, I, I, it's not it's not also I mean if we had this ability to convert straight people as well, I would have been told how to do it. I would have <laughs> been able to do it. I can't even get sex from a gay bar, so <laughs> so it's not the case that we're just after that. But yeah, it's uh, not not I th- I think it's a conspiracy theory. Well, James. I, I have a statement. Oh, you've got so, the statement. Is this oh, from wait. the Gay Illuminati? Or? There is there is no Hold gay... Hold on, you can't read out the email that we received <laughs> on the mailing list. <laughs> there is no gay agenda. It is wrong and offensive to even suggest that there is a gay agenda. If you air anything suggesting <laughs> there is a gay agenda, there will be consequences. <laughs> Your clothes will fit poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Women will find you uninteresting. <laughs> So your haircut will be shit. <laughs> so, well, and you will hear from our very gay lawyers. We have had some cease and desist letters already, and I can confirm that. You know, even though I do feel a bit more gay, I haven't been fully converted even by this chat. Uh, but if you want to tell oh, it'd us, it'd be about- amazing if the episode just ends at that point with like a kind of <laughs> static noise, <laughs> just you screaming and then a static noise. <laughs> Literally. Um, but listen, uh, we have obviously come to that p- very sad part of the podcast where uh, we have had to conclude that the gay agenda is not a real thing. Now, Larry, there may be a couple of people who haven't seen your stuff online, who haven't seen some of your stand-ups. So where can people find your fucking, you know, incredibly hilarious antics? Uh, well, I'll tell you where you won't find it, the Bible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Larry Dean Comedy on all the social media stuff. And you're going on tour quite soon, are you not? No, I've already been on tour. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I thought you just—I thought you were taking the show back on tour, no? Uh, yeah, I might be. I don't know. I, I said I need to phone my agent and sort that. Out. <laughs> I might be. I might if be. people want to sign up to your mailing list, how can they do that? Oh, it's just on my website, which is also Larry Dean Comedy. Uh, listen, thank you so much for tuning into the new Conspiracist. We will be back next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And please share it with your racist gran, your gay converting uncle, or the guy next door that's definitely straight. Our producer was Michael Dale. Our engineers, Jay Beal, Josh Gibbs, Gully Lawrence Tickle and Teddy Riley. Production coordinator was Lily Hambly. Our marketing coordinator, Emily Webb. And our executive producer, Alex Lawless. With additional production from Chris Skinner. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Thank you.